Welcome to Mad Toast Live with Chris Wagner and Mary Gaines. Regarded, regarded, Regardless. regarded well by us, I hope. <laughs> um, recorded for a weekly podcast in front of a live audience. That would be you. Thank you. Every Tuesday from <clears throat> 7.30 p.m. to 10 p.m. at the Brink Lounge, that's in the nightclub. This is a nightclub, people. Yep. Yeah. 701 East Washington Avenue, just down the hill from the Capitol Building in Madison, Wisconsin. Woohoo! Well, we're here with Doug Brown and Esther Knudsen. Tonight. Hey, howdy. Hey, Chris. Howdy. How hey, are Mary. you? Hey, how's it going? Okay. Thanks it's for nice having being us. here. Yeah. Good. We're thrilled did, to have you on. It is February 17th. Did you guys lose your TV reception or did you have the black box? I don't know. Kathy, did we check that today? We're good. Okay, yeah, we're, we're good. Yeah. Did you get the coupon? Yeah, we, and I went to Radio Shack. I forgot to get the coupon, but I didn't even know they had them at Radio Shack. Yeah, they, they've got them at Radio Shack. This is the first thing I've purchased at Radio Shack in 20 years. Oh. On, on principle. But they have, Radio Shack is amazing. We were doing a, <laughs> just because it's, uh, uh, do they hire um, children in third world countries? I don't know, what, what's, just on principle? On, on the principle that everything else I've purchased at Radio Shack <laughs> broke within three I months. I knew it was <laughs> But they have everything. It's like you, wanna, you want a, uh, uh, you know, um, an adapter to, I don't know, hook your lawnmower up to your antenna for some reason. You can do that. They've got those. Yeah. Whether you should do that. Yeah, whether you should do that. And, and they've got knowledgeable people behind the desk that, you know, have tried it. Probably. Whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, I like the idea of the lawnmower with the antenna. Yeah. Is that yeah. so you can be struck by lightning while you're mowing? <laughs> Get a little extra juice in the lawnmower. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So, Esther, yeah. do you have your DTV thing hooked up? You know, I don't have a TV. <gasps> Good for you! I actually, I have nothing against TV, to tell you the truth. I just am very easily distracted. And so I choose to limit my sensory environment so that I can function optimally. Uh -huh. <laughs> that sounds so, actually well really put. smart. You, you don't need nice. to take it to such an extreme. You can get a TV, you just have to never turn it on. I don't have that kind of control. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, just to, you know, I, not to... Not to get this, get this done with her necessarily, but some introductions about who you guys are. A lot of the people in our, in our audience know who you are, but people out in... Uh, Podland. Podland don't necessarily, or they might. Some of them might. But Doug Brown, and we've known you for many, many years, and you've done lots of interesting things musically. Um, director of the American Players Theater. Not, not the, the theater director? itself, just the musical part of musical it. Musical part. You yes. were the whole director. No, for, for a while, yeah. Okay. I, I, I wrote music and, yeah. and hired musicians and got them to play things I wrote. Yeah. Um, and they lot. usually improved things that I wrote. Did you ever yes. write things specifically to embarrass a particular person? No, they seem to do that well enough on their own <laughs> at times. Yeah. But it was, it was, it was fun playing, playing outdoors in a, in a Wisconsin outdoor Shakespeare festival that starts its season in oh, May or early June oh, and man. goes all the way through till there's frost on the ground and, yeah. and you get your violin out or your trumpet out and at one time of year it's sweating or being rained yeah. on and another time of year it's frozen solid. So, so there were real challenges for the players and, and you got to hear those in the music. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but people are forgiving of that. I mean, right? The audience, they know that. That's hard. I mean, heck, Yo-Yo Ma and uh, uh, Itzhak Perelman, they were, that was pre-recorded. I mean, they were really playing it, but only for the 20 rows of for seats For the inauguration. Them. Yeah. Yeah. So... Because yeah, you can't imagine I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. Yeah. Well, uh, in outdoor theater, the audience is less forgiving because they're too concerned with the mosquitoes and the rain and the <laughs> snow that they're yeah. dealing with to yeah. worry about critiquing the music. Oh. That would be the hard one because, you know, you're holding that long note and you've got like five mosquitoes and you, and you just you can't do that. Yeah. Especially when you have a mic up next yeah. to your face. Do you just get mm-hmm. kind of immune to that after a while and you don't care? Or you just I, I did. The, music, the other musicians yeah. complained about it all the time. But the impressive thing was the actors who were you know, involved oh. in you know, romantic scenes where they're having to hold eye contact and pretend that they're into something else when their minds are really just thinking about Lyme's disease and whatever it is <laughs> yeah, they're getting yeah. from all the, Good Lord, the creatures that are crawling up <laughs> yeah. their legs. Yes. Oh, Romeo, oh, Romeo, may I smack that mosquito <laughs> on your forehead? Yeah, so. Past the rain. It looks like. Yeah. Well, see. so APT, but lots of other things. The mo- the movie, recently that you did a you did you wrote you scored all the music for. Yeah, that was that was last year. A wonderful yeah. movie called Madison. Strangely enough, because it was set in Madison, and there was a character in it named Madison, and uh, it was. I'm, it sounds like I'm making light of it, but it was probably one of the most serious projects I've ever been involved with. It was about a a, a returned. Uh, war correspondent who had just spent four years in Iraq and he was basically shell-shocked and he came back to the one place in the world where he felt safe and, uh, and tried to recuperate a little bit over the, over the, the winter holidays and, yeah. and so the, the task was to write music that evoked him being between places so he was partly here but he was partly back in Iraq and and that was that was an interesting project, and it's a great movie if you get a chance to see it. It's a very serious movie, so not exactly light light viewing, but if you if you want to see something uh, uh, thought provoking and and moving, and if you can get a hold of it, I'm not sure it's out yeah. on DVD yet. Oh, yeah. But I, I think last I heard it was going to be playing at the Beloit Film Festival okay. some, sometime soon. Yeah. It was certainly at, at the Sundance Theater, probably in Middleton. Or, I mean, in, uh, on the west side of Madison. Yeah, it was at the Wisconsin Film Festival, the Syracuse Film Festival, Sundance Theater, and, and now some other festivals as okay. well. So, There are a lot yeah. of interesting uh, things uh, film-wise coming out of here. Our friend Wendy Schneider is now in the film world. We have lots of people. John Urban is <coughs> making films. I think he's, in, he's out of the country right now, but we'll talk more about that. There's, uh, I, I, I need to tell you, just, this is... The strangest thing, I, al- I also run a Tai Chi center in town, and occasionally people come and ask to use the Tai Chi center for, for interesting things. Workshops, usually, but there was actually a little student film shot in the Tai Chi center last week, and they needed the Tai Chi center to be an art gallery for uh, <laughs> this scene where the protagonist in, in this short film was trying to scam people he was a frustrated artist, and he wasn't having any success. So he wanted. He decided to start creating fake art, and and the fake art he created was ostensibly meaningful, ab- but abstract sculptures made out of lint. And <laughs> and so he does he does this by by going out to secondhand stores and buying real sculptures and then covering them with lint. <laughs> 
And so people came to his show and they see all these bizarre lint sculptures and they give him all this money to purchase these sculptures and then, and then he takes off and just after he takes off, someone discovers that there are actually real sculptures under the lint sculptures, which means the lint sculptures are fake. And yeah. <laughs> it, it was a little bit bizarre, but I got to see some of the lint sculptures and they were actually very nice. Have you seen the so, end result, like the, the film? Well, no, it was, just shot, it was just shot last okay. Sunday. So, so it will be a little while before we see the finished product. But by all means, I'll let you know when it's done. Yeah, Maybe you could show it on your podcast. We, I don't know if we could show yeah. it. I mean, we could, maybe we're people not really hear filming it. the podcast. Yeah. But, uh, people could hear it rustle yeah. or something. That sounds you, like fun. I always had this, uh, speaking of Lint, and then we definitely should let's play a song. Because, I mean, Lint, I think this tune, I don't know. It's I'm all looking, about Lint. What, yeah, yep, something about Lint. But I've always had this idea of uh, how much belly Lint would it take to make a sweater? That, that all depends. You ever seen your that stuff? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> well, in the winter, you get more, right? I mean, if, you, if you're wearing a... If you're wearing a sweater, you'd get more I mean, belly lint. You've got to have a serious innie to begin with, actually, <laughs> to collect that much belly lint. It would take a while. Yeah, you don't need to get it all in one gathering. No, you no. Can, it could take years, but... Yes. Harvest. Such, yeah, meaningful work. Sustainable harvest. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if, if you need some extra, I'll be happy to donate some to you. Maybe you guys can find a storage locker for it. <laughs> so do you have a song about Lint? N not at all. Oh, okay. Not at all. Do we have anything even vaguely resembling Lint? No. <laughs> Let's just do what That's we were okay. going to do because sure. it's irrelevant now. <laughs> This song doesn't really need a lot of introduction, but I'm, I don't usually write a lot of country music, but for some reason, since I started uh, dabbling with things with Esther, we've been pulling out tunes that we both like, and, uh, and, and we seem to be leaning towards the Johnny Cash sort of world. So. Might be nice, 
But other people, they think twice Before they tell you what is really on their mind And other people do their best But other people don't pass the test Don't they ever learn if you're not honest, you're not kind I need your heart, love Want your heart, love Want your heart, love Every day I'm so glad I didn't do that. Just kidding. Esther no, really wanted us to cat. stop there. I like so it. So we did. Place it's perfect. Yeah. We're going to jump right into that one? Yeah. We're going to jump right into another tune. Sure. Just to contrast. That's a good idea. Because well, otherwise we'll just talk about, we'll just say something stupid. So. Yeah, like, do you guys have cats? Oh, it's too did late. Did you say pets? Yeah. Cats. Cats. In particular. I come from a long lineage of cat-hating people. <laughs> what about cats? Oh, that's interesting. Anything that goes to the bathroom inside that you have to clean uh, up. Although I've seen them practical. trained to sit on the toilet, that's but weird. that's so sad. <laughs> if you've ever seen that, it's just pathetic. And, um, but there are some cats who've kind of won my heart, but... You know, I just, my grandpa hated cats, my mom hates cats, my sister is allergic to them, and not a soft spot in my heart, but amphibians, um, insects, there's a lot of other, you know, snakes creatures, and snails snakes and snails that I really feel yeah. closer to. Okay. <laughs> cool. Wow. Well, that's what the show is about, is like getting to know you guys a little bit better, and that's part of it. I mean, that's all... Yeah, I, I like the image of Esther curling it, curling up at night in with bed with her snakes snail. and snails. <laughs> I had a pet praying mantis for a while, and wow. I, and oh, the best was a diving beetle. And my dad caught it in the Red River when we lived in Fargo, North Dakota. Yeah, and Ooh. and we'd go down there, and we got this diving beetle and put it in my fish tank at home, and it ate 
all the other fish within, you know, that night. And we woke up the next morning and there was kind of like a fin waving in the water of the zebra, you know, angel fish that I had. And, uh, and, you know, we cried for a few hours. And then we went down to the river and we got all kinds of other fish. He <laughs> <laughs> got over it quickly. <laughs> For this beautiful heat, it was so way cooler yeah. than feeding the fish flakes to feed fish to the beetle. And we yeah. had it for a long time. Was wow. it affectionate? Or? You know, no, but it had this big proboscis. And it would that spear and yeah. liquefy and suck. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cats don't do that. You're right. <laughs> they really don't. I've, I've watched ours. I've never seen our cat do that, which is quite endearing to me, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm just strange. <laughs> there is one species of cat, maybe in, um, in um, New Zealand, I think, that does that. So, what's the song? <laughs> we were going to go right into it and not see what happens yeah. if we don't. No. I, I guess the ultimate revenge for Esther would be to feed her beetle catfish. This is a song about a nice romantic evening floating down the Nile River in Cairo, kind of, but not really. <laughs> Thank you. 
Don't blush, but that's just, you have a remarkable voice. It's a wonderful voice. Really wonderful. Yeah. I already put blush on, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like belly lint, though. It's like, um, no, it's far from that. It's like your hat. You wore that, where's that hat of yours? Your rabbit You came in with a hat. With rabbit fur? Oh, I got to tell you about this hat. <laughs> My bosom buddy, Jill, um, is just the most incredible woman in the world and she knit me this hat that she spun on a spinning wheel. She lives in Pennsylvania right now and she keeps angora rabbits in the backyard and she combed the rabbits and wove the rabbit fur into the wool that she spun on her spinning wheel to knit the hat that I wore here tonight. It's, it's yeah. so cool. I've never seen one it's like really it. It's really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. But how does this contribute to our economic recovery? That's what I want to know. There's like... I think she's doing okay yeah. if she has yeah. time yeah. to brush a rabbit and make a hat out of it. Yeah. Don't you think? Oh. I, she must be doing okay if she has time. She makes time. Yeah. She doesn't really yeah. have it, but she yeah. makes it. Making time yeah. is really important, isn't it? Yeah. It's hard to do, but it's it so important. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, I wanted to ask you about this, and, and well, actually, as long as and we'll, and we'll we'll get back to Doug. We're not done with you, my mm. friend. That Doug's staring at me. And now, Esther, I don't remember where I got this, but it's a great. Can I read this? This is this is sure. your bio. Okay. But it reads well. Uh, Esther Knudsen has been performing in various and so, this is like if you were like for um, uh, with some a beauty Job pageant interview? or something. You know, if you're yeah. walking out. Yeah. Esther Knudsen has been performing in various and sundry music ensembles since 1994. She draws from many traditions, interpreting old country, jazz, cabaret, folk, and traditional music, and yet may inescapably return to her 1980s roots someday. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What, is, what does that mean? Huh? What do you, you know what you sing when you're in the shower? Like, oh, I yeah. love you more than I did when you were mine. <laughs> Can you broadcast that? Okay, sorry. Oh, wow. <laughs> Beep. That'll be a big boop right there. I like it. You go into modern dance clubs now, and it's and the song is always boots. You know that one? No. Okay. Sorry. We'll work on that one. Just just another copyright infringement. Yeah. Exactly. You currently sing with guitarist James Benson. I don't know James. Yeah. Where's James from? He's around. He's a you know he was a plumber in, in I think it was North Carolina, and now he's a PhD sociology <laughs> guy here in Madison. That's a good story. <laughs> Studying standardized testing in our we, schools. 
Yeah. Gotta have him on the show. That's yeah, great. he did all the plumbing in my house, which is funny. <laughs> gets weirder from there, but he's also a fabulous jazz guitarist. And, uh, Does and he we... use a slide rule? <laughs> really? I don't know. So, oh, and Cliff Fredrickson, who's a, f- yeah. a fellow, you know, Madisonian, and, and we've had him on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, well, a fellow sure we'll fabulous guitar player. Yeah, Cliff, mm-hmm. oh yeah, so that's how we met you, actually, Esther. We were all playing a gig together at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and Doug Brown, sitting right here with us tonight. You guys have done duo gigs, and... I can't when, remember how I th- we met. I th- I think we first met playing with the Lombardo band. I think so. But not that Lombardo band. The, not, not Vince? The John Lombardo, Lombardo band, Lombardo. not the Guy Lombardo band. Swing, uh, swing time music. Oh, I yeah. called him yeah. Lombardino forever. <laughs> <laughs> Accidentally. He's a famous Wisconsin or Madison restaurant. Yeah. Um, and then you also mentioned you maybe played, spotted playing in cafes, bars, living rooms, and old red barns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did a, a great big musical. Um, what was the production called? It was, you know, the Harvest Festival, and anybody out there from the farm community, what was the, the company that we supposedly started called? I'm forgetting. I don't see faces out there because I can't John see anything. But no. Um, oh, I'll think of it later, but, okay. but yeah. But it's a theater company? That... Well, yeah, cool. sort of. This is not music in the barn that they do that you're talking about. This it was literally music in a barn, and we had, okay. you know, we, a few hundred people came to the performance, and we just did this whole theatrical production and music and sound and lights and action and <laughs> trapeze and, um, uh, you know, everything jerry-rigged on, uh, you know, extension cords that weren't, raided for outside, and it was raining, and you know, rain is blowing through the slats in the barn, and there's a so lot of excitement. Of the excitement was yeah. just waiting to see if there's bat poop everywhere. Cats, you're going, Where's my snake? Where's so, yeah, so you sang with you studied with uh, Richard Davis, also the BME mm-hmm. Black Music Ensemble here at the UW, and you have a degree in modern dance. I do. Interesting. Yeah. 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 I want to start a company with my friend Bethany called Nap Dance. So that's in the works. Nap? And nap Dance. As an N-A-P? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Because the only time she has time to work is when her kids are taking a nap. And so that's what we're going for. I, li- mm-hmm. I, I mean, I was connecting with that because that's, that's the kind of dancing that I do, typically. <laughs> it's the only time that I would consider. I've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> Finishing. And you're finishing your graduate degree in occupational therapy. I am. Very cool. Yeah. And I'm sure there are many other things that aren't on this list. <laughs> it's a few. Man, honey, our guests do so much stuff. I know. I know. So many different things. Lovely. Oh, that's so cool. You guys going to play another tune? Do you guys want to hear a song about potatoes or a song about um, Aideen? Potatoes. Okay. <laughs> they just don't know what Aideen is. Okay, we'll start with potatoes. We'll go to Aideen. <laughs> and, and Chris and Mary, you're going you're to want to jump in on this. And you'll know exactly what to do. Tick, bulb, bass, mon tick, 
taking a class um, at UW Yiddish Literature and Translation, and instead of taking the final exam, I convinced the professor that I was going to learn about five or six tunes in Yiddish and sing them in front of the class, and that's what I did. <laughs> Way to go! <laughs> so what is the, what's the rough translation of that? It is um, Sunday potatoes, Monday potatoes, Tuesday. <laughs> Get the picture. Tuesday and Wednesday potatoes, more. and then, you know, what happens on Thursday and Friday, more potatoes. And then I think it's something about potato pudding. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, on, on Sabbath, a novelty, the potato kugel. On Sunday, potatoes again. And bread with potatoes, meat with potatoes, lunch and dinner. You get it, so... <laughs> I really like potatoes, so I guess. <laughs> no problem for me. Potatoes. I want some potatoes now. So you guys had another you want, song you want called Adeline, or what's it called? Adine. Adine. So Adine was one of three triplets. Well, that's what triplets are, and. <laughs> <laughs> And she was the sole survivor. 
Her sisters died at birth, her mother died at birth, her dad died a few months after birth, and she was raised by her grandparents in this house, this old house in Mount Horeb. And she was a little obsessive compulsive and um, you know, wore gloves to touch the mail and locking the door was really important. So every time, I worked with her, caring for her for a while, and every time um, I left, she would kind of howl at me to lock the door. And one time, someone didn't lock the door. And unfortunately, the song isn't about that. It probably should be. On that one night, um, a drunk happened to wander into the house and pass out next to her in her easy chair. And there she is. And she wakes up and looks down and there's this man on the floor and she reaches down and feels his leg. And, and what came out of that is she uh, had him pay for cleaning her carpets and her chair <laughs> upholstery.
Uh, are these songs, are, was that, is that song on any recording? Do you guys have plans to put out a recording or do you have one? I've made a couple kind of bad recordings of that <laughs> and you know, maybe make a good one. I have a hard time believing that. <laughs> Me too. Uh, well. Recently? I mean, are they, for, are they for sale? Can we buy your bad recordings? Uh, They're not bad. I can arrange that. <laughs> <laughs> We're all, everyone's got something to sell, don't hey, we? Hey, if there's someone out there in the listening audience that can give me an accordion, then I will give you that recording. And all the rights to it. <laughs> they do, accordions do tend to procreate, I found, so, you know, we, we have a lot more than we ever needed or wanted. Uh, accordion, oh, yeah, accordions do too, Chris. What, what do? Recordings. Okay. Accordions seem to do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're everywhere. They are. Mm-hmm. Help! <laughs> we had some old t-shirts at home. Esther, I got a kick out of this. I was gonna mention this. I asked if it was okay to talk about it. I've never seen it before. You've got like a storyboard, literally. I mean, most of us just write set lists, but you have, uh, you know, you can't see that if you're listening to the podcast, but um, it's interesting. So you were talking about, you know, things that you wanted to remember to maybe talk about, and so you drew a potato on there. I I did. You know, I guess, I guess, well, I'm, I'm terrible. I have a lot of stage fright, and, and to have something to refer two kind of helps me feel, you know, my place. Like, I have a map to, to go, to follow. And you're the only one who knows how to follow that map. But that's, that's all okay. that's necessary. Exactly. So you're generally a very visual um, person? You know, there are visual people that remember everything they see, you know, um, in detail. And they remember numbers and things like that. I'm not that kind of person at all. But I am a person that um, can take a little visual cue and then put it in context and have a very internal visual picture of what that reminds me of. And the whole story starts rolling in my head. Yeah. So I'm that kind of visual person. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Have you ever done cartooning? No. No? No, and actually Doug's partner, Kathy, Help me sort of understand what kind of person I am just a, just a few days ago. You out there, Kathy? <laughs> Where are you? So, there yeah. she is. <laughs> I know myself. Cat, ha- cat hating. Um. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That's, that's really pigeonholing. Yeah. That's cat hating, bug loving, bug loving, potato eating, jazz singing, yeah. storyboard making. There's more. I think that's a brilliant idea with the pictures on there. We usually just have a set list, and if it doesn't have the key on it, then I have no idea what song it is. <laughs> but yeah. Do you guys write together? Have you written? Obviously, you perform together. This is a relatively new collaboration. Really? It sounds good. Yes. And uh, we have a Slanty couple hands. things that we've helped each other on. 
uh, Esther actually finished a new song just for tonight, um, and I got to add, I got to add a chord or two that I think she was looking for but hadn't found yet, and she's going to try to teach me how to sing, which is a challenge. But no, do you guys with, sing with, with a teacher like that, what exactly? What could I think go you sing wrong? wonderfully. I mean, it's getting there. It's getting yeah, there. I agree. Yeah. I used to be terribly afraid of singing in public. And now I'm getting used to it. Yeah. Well, we and have... And it's still not sounding like what I want it to, but yeah. eventually... Isn't that funny, though? I mean, when yeah. everybody, whenever you hear yeah. your, your voice on whatever the, your, you know, your, your uh, telephone, your, what, what do you call them? Uh, voice? We used to call them answering machines, and there but now go. they're something <laughs> else. I don't know what they are now. Man. Help me, help me. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, nobody, does anybody actually like the sound of your, your voice on the answer? Nobody does. I mean, professional singers don't. It takes a while to get used to it. I first realized I have a Wisconsin accent when I heard, <laughs> when we bought our first house. And I listened back to it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Leave your message at the tone. Yeah, uh, welcome to the castle of Chris yeah. and Mary and all. <laughs> I, I think I was permanently yeah. scarred as a child because my, my dad had this little tape recorder and it had two speeds on it. And so my brother would record me and then he'd play it back at double the speed, and I thought that's what I sounded like, and I haven't gotten that out of my head yet, so... So you were like a... I, I, yeah, Alvin, I could have auditioned for Alvin and Alvin the Chipmunks, yeah. That would scar a person. Yeah. yeah. I've never forgiven him for it. <laughs> I wouldn't. Never forgive him for that. Mm. I like that kind of voice, though. It's really fun. But I think do. you have... Do you sing... Uh, well, Ooh, you, you want to sing do, in this yeah, next year? You want to do oh, another one? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is... Uh, Kathy, is this your this, favorite one? This, this is one Kathy likes because it's, it's what she yeah. refers to as a pounder, something you <laughs> really stomp your feet to. So re Reason to Cry, I think there's a little chord chart over there for you guys oh, because yeah, uh, this calls for a fiddle solo, I fiddle think, Chris. Solo. You got to fiddle, on. you got to fiddle right here. This is my kind of chart. If you can see this up here, it just says E. E. Four to yeah. twelve, sixteen measures of E. Right. Some, sometimes we write this kind of tune to get people comfortable at the beginning of the tune, only to then surprise them with chords in the seventeenth <laughs> yeah. bar that they weren't expecting, just to see if they can stay awake for sixteen bars. Oh, it just means that I can hang on, basically. <laughs> Why didn't you call and tell me right away? Why did you spend the night alone? You know I would have been here yesterday If I had only known I can hear the fear in your voice tonight See the tears behind your eyes I feel the trembling of your breaking heart And I know you got reason to cry Don't say it isn't so, so much is lost, so much went wrong. 
You gotta get it out, you gotta let it go You held it in so long I can hear the fear in your voice tonight See the tear behind your eyes I feel the trembling of your breaking heart And I know you got reason to cry Not alone. No, I've been there once myself. That's why I'm here. That's why I came. You'll be alright. You'll be okay. But you'll never be the same. I can hear the fear in your voice tonight. See the tear behind your eyes. I feel the trembling of your breaking heart. And I know you got reason to cry. Yes, I know you got reason to cry. Yes, I know you got reason to cry. Very nice. Thanks for the chart. That's, some tunes just need a fiddle, and that's that's one. You're not one. Of, you don't even need a fiddle. You can just do it with your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Doug. I, I I always remember. I always forget to remember. I know. I uh. Um. That question mark on your guitar headstock. Who's the builder of your wonder? That wonderful flat top. Yeah, this this guitar was built by a fellow named Paul McGill. Yes. That's right. And Paul was a Paul was a young young guitar maker sort of fresh out of guitar maker school, and he set up shop here in Madison, and over the course of a few years, he sold guitars to most everyone who was in the market, and finally exhausted the Madison market and moved to Nashville, and has been selling guitars to rich and famous guitarists ever since. And as far as I know, this is the only one he put a question mark on. And <laughs> Did you ever I, I think why? it was specifically because it was for me. Uh -huh. <laughs> but you've had that and for a long time. I remember we've known each other for over 20 years. So somewhere in here there's a date. It says 1980. Okay. Yeah. Wow. There you and go. I, and I haven't quite worn a hole in it yet, but I'm, I'm working on it. You know, that's a badge of honor in, our, in my book. You know, our, our instruments are all just like beat up. I, I had a little, little boy at a private party we were playing at one point. He played... Uh, he played fiddle too, and he came up to me, and I thought he was going to say, "Hey, you know, I was playing electric violin." I thought he would say, "Oh, that's really cool. I like that." He came up and said, "I play violin too, and your violin's dirty. You should clean it." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not wanting to discourage him in his future career. I said, um, "Go away, kid." No, I said, "I said, well, you know, you you can clean your violin. I, I actually like mine like this." I said, "I don't know. Maybe that was rude, but it was true." It wasn't rude, it's just strange. No. He's never seen Jimi Hendrix guitars, evidently. <laughs> that reminds me of, of one of the big disappointments in my life when, when I was on tour with Harmonious Whale, yeah. the band you used to play with, Chris. 
And uh, this was a, a rather low-budget tour early in Harmonious Whale's career. So we had, we had spent way too long in, in way too small a minivan driving around Europe. And uh, we ended up at the Django Reinhardt Festival in Samoa. And I don't know if you are familiar with Django Reinhardt, but one of the, the world's leading guitarists, uh, just fabulous, and he established this genre of, of gypsy jazz focused on guitars and fiddles and uh, it, beautiful, beautiful music with really virtuosic guitar playing. And one of the leading lights in that genre is Borelli Legren. Yeah. And so we were at the Samoa Festival and there are all these great guitar players around and we knew that in the evening, jam sessions took place. And so you try to find the jam sessions where the people you really want to meet are. And so we hadn't found any, but we joined this big group of people out in one of these public places. And after a little while, Sims and I are playing, a couple other people are playing, and Borelli shows up. Mm. And he doesn't have a guitar. So it's like, here, Borelli, play my guitar. <laughs> and he played it for about 30 seconds and then said, this guitar is sticky. <laughs> and that's yeah, a great memory. It's of. been stuck in this minivan for way Did too, you say way it in too, French? Way, or? Way too long. Well, I think he said it in English. Yeah. I think he wanted me to know that your guitar, guitar was sticky. <laughs> but the interesting thing, this was about 15 years ago, and because he played it, I haven't cleaned the guitar since. So it's, <laughs> it's even stickier well, as, now. As long as the next time you meet him, you'll go, you are the man with the sticky guitar. <laughs> no. And, uh, that's a good story. Yeah, can, are his fingerprints still on there then, yes. somewhere? Yeah, yeah, you can see them. Yeah, they're, they're, you could preserve them. Just you spray get the a little shellac right. on there. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Actually, I, put this, I should put this up on eBay. Ooh. You should. Yeah, the guitar Borelli Legrand once played. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's gonna add some money. Do you guys want to sell anything? I mean, really, we'll just put it out there right now. I mean, you know, that's what we're doing right now. Everyone's. I, I want to sell this lamp. The lamp. We have a the lamp on not stage. For sale. We have a lamp. It's not. No, it's. It's I a, got a tire for sale. A what? A tire. A tire? Yeah. Used? Barely. Barely? Yeah. Cool. What she means is it's been used until it's bare. Okay. Right. This show is going to, the nature of this show is going to change. It's going to become like Craigslist for musicians <laughs> who come some, on. And, some of the best shows are those call-in. You know, you guys yeah. have heard those little country shows of call-in. I got a, you know, blah, blah, blah to sell. And then some, like 10 people call in and they want it, you know. It's like on, you know, radio Craigslist. Yeah. Yeah, you Instant. know, my favorite one is the, the call-in for the, um, what do they call it? The meat raffle. Oh, oh. meat raffle. They have them in, in little bars out oh, in the country. Yeah. Meat They're raffles. They're all over Wisconsin. Yeah. Really? No, has anybody ever how, heard of the meat raffle? How does it work, Mary? Really? Yeah. Oh, sure. I don't know. Well, I... I We've never won one, so gets, I gets, like, extra meat <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where they get it. But from from Esther's old cat. It's yeah, like maybe it's from a, a store or something. They get, like, I just heard about some stolen meat recently. Stolen meat. Stolen meat. <laughs> Used cat meat. Good lord. Oh, man. Well, let's do, I think, uh, well, let's do, let's do one more. Okay. Is that okay? Let's let's close the night. What, any any final comments? Things that you've been that you've really wanted to get out there. Actually, we don't usually do this. We should more. Any questions from the audience? Any anything that you've been that we've missed? <laughs> Which is okay. Yes, you sir. Oh, 
Oh, the, oh, the square. Okay, that's a cello. And it's not going to be played because I haven't tuned it up for a while. Oh, I recognize you. Nice to see you. <laughs> it's dark out there. That woman has a guitar on, one of those guitar big on, acoustic yeah. bass things. Guitar on. I love those. She brought it one time. But the quick story, we do have a, a, we call it the cell lamp, it's on stage here with us, and they used to make these practice cellos for orchestras that would travel, and they, they could, the, the good instruments would go on to the venue, the, you know, the, the concert hall or whatever, and they, they'd have these things that they would throw underneath the buses. Or in a box. Or in a box. Because they're all square, they fit. Yeah, yeah and those, so those would go to the hotel, and then they could practice. Yeah. And, and so someone... And you know what's so great about this story, honey? What? I made the entire thing up, and now you're telling it like it's a fact. <laughs> uh, I like it. I'm <laughs> speechless. Are you serious? Gotcha. Are you serious? Well, you yeah, are. I just had to, pretty much, yeah. I've been telling people that for years, but I haven't been telling people that I made it up. That's good. <laughs> well, on that note... <laughs> Well, I drove separately. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can give you a ride home. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to introduce this song, and I, I hope I'm not crossing any boundaries here, but um, I love this song, and it makes me think of Cane Toad. Because... Of what? Because Cane Toad. Because there's a movie, a uh, documentary by Les Blank called Cane Toads, and I highly recommend this documentary. And it's kind of a, well, it's a story about cane toads being imported to Australia to take care of the cane grub, but they ate everything but the cane grub and um, started reproducing, and now the waters are thick with these big, fat, black tadpoles, and the cane toads are enormous, and they're taking over the country, and they mate with anything and eat anything, and they, so... How does that work? <laughs> Sounds like some so neighbors. there's all these jokes about what they've been seen mating with, shoes, you oh. know, dead cane toads on the road, and, but, but when they are alive and when things are going well, um... The male cane toad is a lot smaller than the female, and he has these, you know, hands that fit just right in little niches on her body. And so when he hops on her, he doesn't slip off. And she might hop around and continue eating and doing other things. So that's what this well, song makes so, me think of. That's so practical. That's so convenient. I mean, how can you? My man rocks me with one steady roll There's no slipping when it wants to take hold I looked at the clock and the clock struck one I said, baby, ain't we got fun yeah, and he was rocking me with one steady roll. My man rocks me with one steady roll. There's no slipping 
Doug Brown, Doug Brown and Esther Knudsen. Thank you so much for coming and being our guest tonight. That was wonderful. It was great. And thank you all for coming down tonight to Mad Toast Live. And please check us out at madtoastlive.com and download a podcast.